Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcasts. Also, today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. On today's episode, oh boy, the Peach Bowl is coming in hot. So we talk with Nick Farabaugh of Locked On Pit to get to know the Pit Panthers a little bit more. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful Locked On Spartan listeners. How on earth are you doing? And do you hear that in the distance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the Peach Bowl coming in hot as we are one week away from the showdown in Atlanta. That's right, Thursday night, December 30th. Uh, should be a hoot and a half, and speaking of hoot and a half, uh, hoping that you find this show to be one today as we are talking with Nick Farabaugh of Locked on Pit to get to know the Panthers a little bit more. Uh, I also bring him up to speed on the Spartans, but there's so much going on here that I just kept the whole conversation that we had earlier this week in here. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, uh, we will get to the conversation here. But first, you know where I got to go next. Of course, the old housekeeping. Need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked On Spartans. We usually do this five days a week, but this week, since Christmas Eve is tomorrow, this will be the final episode of the week. However, we're hitting the ground running on Monday, of course. Doesn't matter that there's no Spartan games. We're actually going to have a really fun start to the week here as it'll be a two-part uh, award show, if you will. We're going to do our end-of-the-year uh, extravaganza. We're going to go through a, a play of the year, a Spartan of the year, but also most relieving moment of the year, the WTF moment of the year. So we have all sorts of categories and uh, some fun guests on. Uh, first day, we'll have Austin Smith on of the only podcast, Banter with him. And then the following day, Odell Bretham Jr. to round out the categories as well. So yeah, we got some fun shows planned for you guys as we kick off Peach Bowl week next week. But before that, hey, this is a fun show today. Uh, and also, oh, one more thing. Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any, anything you want to throw my way, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, that should do it for our housekeeping. Let's get to our guide, Nick Faraboth of Locked On Pit. Folks, that's right, baby. Peach Bowl, December 30th, 7 p.m. We've got all the stars, except the two stars, except Kenneth Walker and except Kenny Pickett. But, hey, we'll get into more of that here in a hot second. But hello, everyone. It's Matt Sheehan, Locked On Spartans. And joining me, that's right, Nick Faraboth, Locked On Pit. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right, Nick. How on earth are you doing, man? Before we go anywhere, how you doing? You doing okay over there? Oh, I'm doing great over here in Pittsburgh. You know, it's it's actually decently warm here for this time of year, so it's not like a complete mess with snow everywhere and cold as heck. And it actually is cool up here. Like, it feels decent. Now, it's not quite like Charlotte was a few weeks ago when I was down there, but it's better than it could be. <laughs> there we go. That's good. Well, and... This game actually is uh, better than it could be because, yes, of course, Kenneth Walker's out for Michigan State. Yes, of course, Kenny Pickett's out for Pitt. But you don't have the season that these two teams had without doing more than one thing well. So, yes, despite your Heisman finalist is not going to be playing in the Peach Bowl, what else does Pitt do well that should have us Michigan State fans losing sleep until December 30th? 
Well, Kenny Pickett did it with a really good array of weapons, and I think that's the thing that should really scare Michigan State fans. Obviously, Jordan Addison needs no introduction. He's the Blitnikoff Award winner, um, so he's great. And it wasn't just Pickett. You know, he was wide open all the time. He was elite this year. But outside of him, people don't give enough love to the running backs. They have a real good trio of backs with Abani Kanda, Hammond, and Davis. All three of them get di- different types of tread, depending on who's the hot hand. And it's been the hot they, – they have been the hot hand in different points of the year. Recently, that's been Davis more so than Abani Kanda came on against Wake late, and Hammond's been it before. And they're a really good trio backs. They also have a few other receivers. Jared Wayne is coming on. I think they might get Taysier Mack back for this game, which would be huge. He hasn't played since October, so if he comes back, they'll have their deep threat back. Um, so th- that'll be big for Pitt if they can get him back. They also have a, a duo of tight ends in Lucas Kroll and Gavin Bartholomew. Plus, their uh, their offensive line is really good. So the off- so really the offense is just missing Pickett, which is obviously huge, but it's still a good sure. offense. Um, and then you look at the defense. The defense recently, they stopped the run very well. Obviously, that's kind of in their calling card, but – also, recently, they forced a ton of turnovers. They put Sam Hartman in an absolute nightmare scenario for him. So Pitt's defense, it's prone to big plays. It's prone to giving up big plays, but they're also very opportunistic, and they can do the same thing back to you. So it depends. They're very streaky. So when they're on, they're on. When they're off, boy, they are Swiss cheese. So even without Kenny Pickett, even without your offensive coordinator, and I apologize, I'm blanking on his, uh, Mark Whipple, I, I believe. Uh, still, I, I can hear some confidence in your voice. So like, I just how are you feeling? How are Pitt fans as a whole feeling for this game? Uh, pretty confident? Well, I think it's a little, you know, everyone wanted to see Pickett back for one more game, but mm-hmm. I think people understand like, okay, it makes sense. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Like, whatever. It's okay. But I think there's some excitement because – they people know Pitt has a good team outside of Kenny Pickett. Like without Kenny Pickett, they wouldn't have been where they are. But this is still a really solid team. Like overall, mm-hmm. they built a deep team. They built a team that's improved over the year on both sides of the ball outside of just Pickett. Because early on in the year, it was really just Kenny Pickett kind of dragging them through the water, essentially, until the whole team started to hit their stride. And then the defense has started to hit their stride a little bit lately, too. And Pitt's become a bit of a better, well-rounded team. So there's that reason why I think everyone's excited. But also, I think everyone's excited to see Nick Patty, who's the backup quarterback. He's showcased some real good flashes over these few games. You know, especially in the spring game last year when he came out, he was phenomenal in that game. And there's a lot of talent there with Nick Patty. He's got a real good arm. He's mobile. So he's a guy that you look at and you're like, he's intriguing. And and especially against. Michigan State's pass defense. I think it's very interesting to see how he can do with these assortment of weapons because, again, Pitt's going to need a new quarterback next year. So you also get a little bit of preview for 2022. So it's exciting, honestly, to see that. But it's also Pitt's a well-rounded team. And Michigan State, while they're good, they don't appeal, they don't appear to be over, you know, compensating in every area that Pitt can't overcome that. And I'm going to put you on the spot here because this is going to be a tough question to answer as Pitt has a great offense. They've scored about 900 points per game. And, you know, obviously outside of the backup quarterback, are there any holes in the offense that you're even a little concerned about? Or is it just a, a well-running machine completely on offense? Like what, what can Michigan State fans have some hope with when the Spartans are on defense? Well, Outside of the obvious, yeah, as you said, the quarterback. If the quarterback just completely flukes the whole thing, that's obviously the one. But also, Pitt is missing their starting right guard, and they will be. Um, Jake Cradle, who was probably their best lineman, broke his leg, unfortunately, against 
uh, North Carolina. He will not return for this game. So he will be out for the year. Teams have been able to sometimes overload that right side, get a little bit of pressure off that right side, and, and get Pickett in his in his field a little bit, like seeing ghosts at times. And and when Pickett has had his down stretches, that's when that's what's happened. The right side has, has had a little bit of trouble. But Pitt has experimented recently with some of their kind of different linemen abilities. Also, I will say this, the center position's a question mark. Owen Drexel, the starting center, has had snapping issues all year where he's just killed drives by over by over snapping Pickett. We don't know if he's going to start. It could be Blake Zubovich, and that's actually what happened. Drexel got pulled in the middle of the Wake Forest game. Zubovich came in and Pitt's offense all of a sudden, once Drexel went out, hit like that, and it was it was simple. Um, so we'll see. The offensive line and, and kind of the moving pieces, I guess, will be the one thing. But so far, no team has been able to exploit that to a degree that has made Pitt completely fall apart. And even when they're even when Pickett feels off, the running game has been able to pick him up enough to where Pitt can get a first down or two, and then Pickett can get going. We'll see if that's the same thing with Patty, if he can get going. Um, but Patty has been under pressure a few times this year when he's been in there. He's made a few very smart, heady plays. So he doesn't seem like a guy that cracks under pressure just right when it's in his face. So I think that's a really positive sign for Pitt. And we still have more to learn about those Pitt Panthers here in a little bit. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about NetSuite. That's right. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, oh no, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and so much more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. How fun is that? And with NetSuite, you can also automate your processes and close your books in no time while still staying well ahead of the competition. Join the 93% of businesses surveyed that have increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So, ladies and gentlemen, join the over 28,000 businesses. That's right, over 28,000 businesses that already use NetSuite. And for the next or for the new year, NetSuite has new financing programs for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com/locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, it's netsuite.com slash locked. And before getting back to our guy, Nick Farabaugh of Locked on Pit, just want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Gotcha. Before we flip the tables here and you ask me about Michigan State, uh, of course, got to ask about one of the main storylines here. I don't know if you've heard it 687 times like we have over here, but hey, your head coach, Pat Narduzzi, used to be a defensive coordinator at Michigan State. Oh my, how fun is that? I'm already sick of the storyline. Uh, Pat's a great guy. Love him as a coach here, but how, how, how do you like him as a coach? Obviously, it might be a little hard to say anything bad about him after New Year's Six Bowl bid, but as a whole, how do you like his tenure so far? You know, it's been a tenure that's been marred by mediocrity at first because sure. listen coming into the year people were talking about this guy maybe having this was his like last audition like he could have been fired and obviously he rose to the occasion this year in pretty much every respect of the word but yeah. narduzzi is a guy that has brought stability to the program he's he has a defense that while 
the court you you Michigan State fans know this how how annoying it could be when you go up against a really good quarterback in the Pat Narduzzi defense. Sometimes you get absolutely shredded against them. Sure. But it's also he's also brought a, a, a fabric of stability that has given Pitt bumps in recruiting classes. Pitt has way more talent than they've had in Lord knows how long. He's a great developer of talent. His entire staff has developed NFL players like it's nothing. They just pop them out of the factory. For for a school like Pitt that has not been, you know, to an ACC championship in the year six bowl, they have an absurd amount of NFL players. And, and that's mostly credit to Narduzzi. And so I like what Pat Narduzzi's done. I, I think he's a good coach. He has his faults. He's a terrible in-game manager, but <laughs> it is what it is. You know, he has his faults, certainly. He's not perfect, but I think when you look at the the kind of the culture he's built and Everything that, that happens here at Pitt, I think he's done more than a satisfactory job. And I, I like him as our coach. I, I do. And right. he deserves an extension. He'll get it. Yeah, we'll take that. All right. Sweet. Do oh, you want to know about Michigan State at all? or? Uh, yeah, thoughts? I do. Okay, I guess. All right, fine. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about Michigan State a little bit. But I know yeah, Pitt sure. fans, the biggest thing coming into the game was, look at our rush defense. We could stop Kenneth Walker. Okay, Kenneth Walker's not there anymore. Yeah. Peyton Thorne is obviously going to be the highlight of this game now on Michigan State offense. How much do you think Peyton, you know the Narduzzi defense? How much do you think Peyton Thorne and his assortment of weapons can attack that Narduzzi defense? And do you think it's possible that they can gun enough to where maybe Thorne Thorne in recent weeks has kind of been prone to to picks and and some turnovers? So is it possible that they can they can outgun Pitt even if they don't get Naylor back? That's the thing. It's like, on, on one hand, sure, on the surface, yes. Like, Payton Thorne, I, I think he's a fine quarterback. I think he does a solid job. And you'll learn this roughly 17 times during the game, but him and his top target, Jaden Reed, they're old high school teammates. Uh, so not only do they have just good talent in Jaden Reed and Payton Thorne, but also great chemistry. I've seen the memes, it depends on what NFL or college team you root for, but it's like the, ah, screw it, blank is open down there somewhere, and they just huck the ball. That, that's been Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed all season. Like, eh, whatever in doubt, just throw it anywhere within the vicinity of Jaden Reed. And, okay, hey, that actually worked out. So, if you can tie Jalen Naylor in with him, which it's on the fence if he'll play or not. But if he can, uh, obviously, awesome. That's great. Uh, they don't call him Speedy Naylor for nothing. He's a fast kid. Like, that's all great on the surface. But there's the other hand. It's, yeah, Kenneth Walker missing the game. That hurts because there is a steep drop-off behind Kenneth Walker. And that's not to say, like, our running backs are terrible. I just think Kenneth Walker was that elite. Like our offensive line, they're fine. They're okay. But there were times this season where there was no hole to be seen. And Kenneth Walker, oh, there he goes for 15 yards. Or, oh, yep, another 18-yard gain. Like none of the other running backs have that ability to just create their own holes or juke within their jukes to get uh, off a big run. So taking away that run game, especially, like you said, against Pitt's top running defense, mm, yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh that that's going to be a tough tough thing to wrap my head around, but yeah, that's just a long way of saying that. Yeah, hey, we got talent wide receiver, our quarterback's fine, but ugh, running game, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's kind of Pitt's reaction too. You got talent, but the quarterback, right? It's like yeah, it's yeah, a lot of pressure put on him. Yeah, it's like everything could just fall apart, and so I don't know. I I I'm very intrigued about this matchup. At least Kenneth Walker lists Michigan State, and Kenneth, Kenny Picky lists Ken, Kenneth Pickett lists. Pitt is a very interesting matchup, but also the defense of Michigan State. I've talked about it a ton. The the passing game, the passing defense just is flat out awful. I mean, horrible. <laughs> first of all, what's gone into that? 
Is it injuries? Is it just downright no talent? Is it downright coaching? Is this has this been such a disaster that it seems like anyone and everyone that comes into East Lansing when they go on the road can just dice it up with it doesn't matter how good they are. It's just it always is a problem. Yeah, no, it's, it's bang up right there. And when it gets that bad, and we're talking like ranked dead last in the nation amongst some like uh, some passing statistics, like it's, it's never just one thing, right? It's never just injuries. It's never just talent. It's never just coaching. Like all of that has a slice of the pie here in, in the blame pie. Like, yes, Michigan State has dealt with injury issues. Okay, it still was kind of shaky before those injury issues even shook out, though. Yes, we've gotten some transfers in the portal that we thought were going to do a little better. Oh, my goodness gracious, has not gone that way. And then coaching, it's like it's like not a, a lot of adjustments have been being made here. And it's like, well, good coaching should at least be able to do perhaps something to not have you ranked dead last in a lot of categories here. So it's it, I'm sorry. Once again, it's just a long way of saying that. It's all jacked up, man. It, it, none of it is good. So, yeah, of course, you know, we're sitting around after uh, the conference championships to see where these guys are going to be playing. And it's like, I don't want to see Pitt. I don't want to see Kenny Pickett. I don't want to see a, a guy throw for a 1,000 yards in a single game against Michigan State. Please just give us Notre Dame or Oklahoma State. And now here come the Pitt Panthers. So, But, hey, just like you said, you don't have to be a great team to carve up Michigan State. So it doesn't matter in the end anyway. Probably not. It, but I, I will say – our running defense is pretty solid, though. I do feel pretty solid when uh, the, the ball's handed off. I almost feel like thanking the other team, like, thank you for wasting your time. You could have gotten 18 yards here on a curl route, no questions asked, but instead you decided to hand it off for a gain of two. So I'm fine with the run defense. It's just whenever a quarterback drops back to pass, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Two segments down, one to go with our guy Nick Farabaugh of Locked on Pit. But first, I just need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. That's right, betonline.ag. They have you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter, so... Head to the new updated website on your desktop or mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, LOCKEDON, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. It's bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available at betonline.ag where the game starts. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain Pitt's going to try and run the ball a little bit at least. I mean, they need to take some pressure off Patty. So could could work out well or Pitt's, Pitt's offensive line could e- immediately dominate up front and then they can sure. go from bad to worse. So who knows? Um, yeah. But I guess there, if there's one thing Michigan State fans look at Pitt and say, this is our – thing we can have against them even without Kenneth Walker this is what we have against Pitt this is what can give Pitt trouble and this is why we can win this game what would that be because looking on the surface I mean just looking at the surface stats Mm -hmm. everything seems to be like Pitt like okay Pitt is the passing game Pitt is the weapon still they have a real good run defense it's really just Michigan State's passing offense but what's that thing that you're going to lean on as as a Michigan State fan to say this is what we can do to Pitt and this is what we can beat them with Kenny Pickett's announcement helps, doesn't it? I mean, that's pretty nice. But even like, it's it's not even like within the game itself or position group versus position group, for me at least. I mean, I don't want to speak for every Michigan State fan. 
But any confidence that comes from me is the fact that, well, playing in the Big Ten East gets you pretty iron forged for uh, maybe a non-conference matchup, right? Like playing against Penn State, uh, beating Michigan, beating Miami when they still had Derek King. That I- I'm still going to push that agenda that Miami was still a decent team when Michigan State played them. I don't care if that's true or not. I just keep telling myself that, though. But Michigan State has had some tough games this year, right? And they've also been overachieving the entire season. They went into the year with the over-under total of four and a half wins. Here we are, 10-2. and So, like, can you keep on climbing up this ladder, keep on overachieving, keep on getting these surprise wins that Vegas doesn't even think you'll win? Who's to say they can't do it again? So, yeah, I I think it's just being iron-forged the last few months of the season is, is kind of where confidence comes from my end. I mean... I know it's not analytical or anything. It's kind of intangible, but it's kind of where I sit on this. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like Pitt fans are kind of the same way where Pitt has not pitted anything, uh, aside from Western Michigan. Sure, but, yeah. But, you know, Pitt lost to Miami. And, and people, I know a lot of Michigan State fans bring that up. But, I mean, Pitt saw a very different Michigan, Miami team than the one yeah. Michigan State saw. They saw mm-hmm. Tyler Van Dyke and Jalen Knight and right. Charleston Rambo, and they did not. And certainly – that's not the team Michigan State played at all. And so no, it's, it's, it's a very different team. So I don't know. We'll see what, what that's all about. But I do want to kind of – I do want to put you on the spot a little bit uh, here. Um, you talked about Pat Narduzzi and his return. What does it kind of mean mm-hmm. for Michigan State fans to see him, you know, in another uniform coming back? And, and the, the fact that you have such familiarity with his defense, yeah. does that give you confidence or does that actually make you a little bit more scared because you're like, oh, my goodness, his defense is the exact type of defense we did not want to see? That's a fascinating question. I hadn't really thought about that, but – Ever since he has left, pretty much the whole coaching staff has kind of changed, right? Like Mark D'Antonio's out the door. Now it's the Mel Tucker era, of course. So I, I think that gives a different feel. If it was three years ago and, you know, Mark D'Antonio's going up against Pat Narduzzi, you know, like any other uh, mentor versus student game, like I think that'd be a lot more fascinating. But I, I don't – God, I, I, I haven't really thought about that. So I guess the answer is not. I haven't been losing much sleep on that. Other than the fact that, like, yeah, of course, we do think about the old good old days when he was at Michigan State and how mean and nasty those defenses were. So I'd be lying if I said that when I actually do think about it for more than five seconds. Like, oh, I, I, I could be a mean defense coming our way, and he always has the defense playing up and mean and ready to be physical. So, yeah, it'll be, hey, listen, I, I think it'll be a good game. Now, will people watch with Pickett and Walker out? Outside of the Pitt and MSU fan bases, there might be 27 people total watching this game, right? But, hey. They will be treated to a very competitive game, I think. So I, I, I think it'll be a, a fun evening, December 30th. Yeah, I agree with that. And before before I, I show you the curtain call, I'll ask you one more question. Sure. Um, so overall, you don't have Kenneth Walker. You might not have Jalen mm-hmm. Naylor. If you yeah. don't have those two guys, without Kenneth Walker, and I, I, we talked about this a little bit, but without Kenneth Walker, what's the confidence level in terms of MSU being able to put up enough points to match Pitt because I think even without Pickett, Pitt's going to put up some points. And I, yeah. I've, again, I've seen enough of Nick Patty to where I can say he'll at least be decent. He'll give you a floor. Pitt's probably going to score, I would assume, more than twenty-one points. Like that's the floor I'll give them. So yeah, when Peyton Thorns asked, "Man, it's on your arm. We don't have this running back you can lean on anymore. It's on mm-hmm. your arm. Can he do it?" My confidence lies at a on a scale of one to ten. I'm at a smooth four point eight nine right now. I'm I'm a tick 
under five because yeah, I, I mean, like listen, they, they do have the the, the weapons that they do have. Reed, they most likely maybe have, who's to say Naylor, but Trey Mosley is fine. Uh, Malik Carr, that's a tight end they've been working into the mix here late in the season. They're fine, but. Man, it's just the run game and the drop-off behind Kenneth Walker because the, the backup running backs, I don't know how much they could do against Pitt's running defense, of course. And I think that this is also a race to 30 points this game. I think it'll be harder for Michigan State to get to 30 points than it will for Pitt to get to 30 points with Michigan State's pass defense. So, I, listen, I'm not writing this game off by any means. I still think Michigan State, of course, has a fighting chance. And quite frankly, like, I don't have a prediction yet just because, like, I, I, that's how close I think the game's going to be. But... Yeah, I, I think it's going to be just a tick under that just because, well, it goes without saying, Kenneth Walker, the best running back in the nation, in my opinion, not being there, it's going to have a significant impact on Michigan State. So I know it's not a hot take, but, yeah, it's kind of where I sit on it. Hey, I agree here. And, and yeah. again, I think I think Pitt's going to be able to score. It's going to be all about, for me, Pitt's defense and how well they show up. So That's the name of the that's game. Been the story. That's been the yeah. story of the season for Pitt. Can their defense show up? And when they have shown up, Pitt has looked like a really good team. When they have yeah. not – now, Pitt loses right. games. So <laughs> it is what it is. But Nick Faribault locked on Pitt. Match in. Locked on Spartans. Peace World Preview. Right here. And huge thank you to Nick Faribault of Locked on Pitt for chopping it up all about the Peach Bowl with me uh, for the last 20 or so minutes. Uh, and yeah, hey, hopefully that got you a little more fired up for the game going on next Thursday. Yeah, the Heisman candidates are out, but hey, you know that's not going to stop us from watching and enjoying the game. Um, and also, guys, just want to really uh, thank you as well as we head into the long weekend here. Uh, thank you not just for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day, but just thanks for being uh, the, the best listener base out there. I mean, you guys are all sorts of fun, whether it be uh, over Twitter, over emails, or if I've run into you in person and you said you listened to the pod, much, much appreciated. And I hope every single one of you have an awesome, awesome holiday weekend here. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that, that, that'll pretty much do it. We'll see you all on Monday. So we're going to have a lot of fun with uh, our superlative Spartan extravaganza, bonanza, whatever we're going to call it. It'll, it'll be a hoot and a half looking back on the last year of MSU football and basketball. So once again, thanks for making Locked on Spartans your first listen. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. See you all. Have a great holidays. Go green. Love you all.